Welcome to the Like Dragons Did They Fight audio series. Thank you for being here. I'm here with one of my favorite gals. I love Kathy. Kathy's involved in Mothers You Know, and she is one of the reasons that I'm most grateful for the technology that we have. She's highlighted how meaningful that has been for all of us to be able to connect. And it's helped me a lot to increase in my level of gratitude for what we're able to do because of the way that she's taught me about how it's affected her life. And I'm excited for you to get to know her. She has a lot of insight and I'm excited for her to share her journey with you. So Kathy, just to get started, tell us a little bit about a little bit about you and who you are as, as a woman, as a gal. So I am I'm a mother of five kids and I'm married, of course. <laughs> and uh I am a, a, a woman who tries diligently to live the gospel in my life. I've always had a deep testimony of, of the church. And I've always tried to live the gospel the best that I could. And I am also someone who can see in the world that people are struggling and that the world is suffering. But I do have great, I have great hope. I look forward to the time when I see the Savior. And I know that he is very aware of what's happening on this earth and in every single individual life. So I feel like I'm a person that Heavenly Father has put me in places where I can I can help to make things better for people in helping to share the gospel and things of that nature. So I pretty I'm not a person who works outside my home. I stay I stay in my home all the time. And so I have focused on my family in trying to do the best for them. But over the last, the course of the last few years, I have recognized that being a light to people outside my home is also important and that I need to be careful that I'm not keeping my light dim and only having it for my family. So I just basically am trying to do what Heavenly Father wants me to do it right. That's awesome. So Kathy, tell Tell me a little bit about what brought you to a place where you realized we need some more support and I'm looking for resources to support people in my family and how you find life-changing services so that I can meet you. All right. So we discovered that our son was uh, had a pornography addiction back in 2012. And so we tried for a long time to get him help. We initially just went to the bishop thinking it would be helpful, and which it was, but he was he was quite far into the addiction at that time. And so then we started taking him to a regular therapist who was a member of the church and um, taught gospel principles as well. But it wasn't it didn't seem to be affecting him. He he would go and he never complained about it, but he, it wasn't really helping him to progress and overcome his challenges. Um, and so for, for three years, 
we worked with him with this counselor and then I had seen a an ad on Facebook of Sons of Helaman and I had read a little bit about it but at the time I assumed it was you had to go to Utah to be a part of it and um, it wasn't until we had moved from our previous place to where we where, where we live now and I had went to my husband and talked to him about finding a way to get my son to the Sons of Healing program, thinking he had to go away from our home to get into it and discovered there was actually a therapist right here where we live that was connected with Sons of Healing. And so we, we decided to take our boy to him. So that's how we initially got into the Sons of Healing program and never regretted it. It's happy, happy as could be. All right. Once your son was in the program, how long did it take you to get involved in Mothers Who Know? So I started um, going to Mothers Who Know six days after my son was in the program. The therapist gave me the information about Mothers Who Know, and I I would have linked in earlier, but it was the day after you guys had class. So, <laughs> so I waited at the week and then I, I went ahead and went into Mother's and Mom. Awesome. It's been a great experience. So can you describe at one point you wrote something for me and I think it actually is in our new edition of the like dragons did they fight book. And, uh, and it's just, you know, anonymously there, but it is your, what you noticed, what, where you were um, as a woman, as a mother, and like you described at the beginning that it's been your greatest desire to just follow the Lord's commandments, to keep your covenants, to, to do the best you can in your stewardship with your family and to do it in a way that the Lord's pleased with. Anyway, just what you wrote was so beautiful about just what that felt like and why it was so significant to you when you came. Well, one of the, um, one of the things that was always kind of surprising to me about discovering that my son had a pornography addiction was that I didn't realize that then I would be drug into the darkness because my son who was in darkness where he didn't, couldn't see the light anymore. He now had had told us yes, indeed that he was um, looking at pornography. But when I discovered that, then it pulled me into the darkness as well, because then I become isolated. And I didn't know how to talk to people or who to talk to or what I could say without putting him at risk of being found out if it wasn't his choice to be found out. And so for those three years before I found Mothers Who Know, they were very lonely times for me. I am a person who I love people. And so I like to talk a lot. And when you have secrets like you do in a home where pornography is a struggle, then you can't talk because you're afraid you're going to reveal something 
that you don't want to harm your loved one. So the day that I um, clicked into Mother said no, I was looking forward to just talking to people, first of all, but also when the screen came up and I could see all these women sitting there. And I was just amazed because I could see at least five people there that I thought I had known. And as I'm looking at their names, I knew I didn't actually know them from this earth. But, but over time, I've, I've come to, to recognize that those people are people that I believe I knew in the spirit world. And that we're now here on this journey and all trying to fight for our, our kids and for our families so that we can be eternal. And um, so I, I feel like it was actually the hand of God that placed me in the room that day. Placed me with the people who he knew could understand my situation and I can understand theirs. That we might lift and edify each other like it teaches us in the scriptures to do. Because a lot of times when you're, when you're struggling with something like this, you can't really reach out to people even in your own ward because they don't understand your situation. Some of them have never been in it or if they have been in it, sometimes they still don't want to understand it. And so it's nice that, um, that you have a group like Mothers Who Know where you can go and warrior mothers, who, you know, so that you can go there and talk and try to understand better what the course you should take to help your boy and to help yourself to stay, stay where you need to be so that you're with Christ. So that was my experience of my first time at Mothers Who Know. And every time I go on there, if some of those five people aren't there <laughs> and some others who have come since then, it still is, it happens every time for me. If there's a new person, I will think I must know that person. And, and then I realized I didn't actually know them, at least from here. My memory has been erased. So it's just, it's fun to go in every time because I'm bound to have one more experience where somebody is there that I, I must have known before. Wow, that's been so significant to me and so fun to know. One of the things that's always impressed me about you, Kathy, that it's, is that even before you arrived, you knew the importance of staying close to the Spirit and trying to really care for yourself in a spiritual way. And so because of that, you've been able to add a lot of insight and a lot to the spirit of Mothers You Know, which has been so meaningful, and I'm so grateful for that. Also, I think that you're really good at whatever is said in Mothers You Know, whatever comes up, you're good at considering it on a very personal level with your own formula and ingredients at your house and in your heart with the spirit, which is the best formula to do anything is to have it be personal and revealed to you through the spirit. If that's something that works for you. And uh, so I've also appreciated that with mothers who know that you're an example of there's been times even where you've raised your hand and everybody else is going down one path and you raise your hand and say, you know, I have something different that I, that I'm, I'm kind of on that path, but I'm really kind of standing over here too. And it's been so wonderful to 
have someone with the strength of character that you have to be able to speak up in the spirit to highlight that we all need to get personal revelation for the things that we do with our family and our stewardship. And just because something works awesome for somebody else doesn't work awesome for everybody. And uh, comparing ourselves or, you know, everybody getting on the same train isn't always the best thing to do. So I love that you've added to that piece as well, that it's made it a lot more broad and safe at the same time. So I'm wondering, in Mothers Who Know, what's a principle or something that you've noticed that has been significant that's added to the insight that you already have? I would say that for me, when I first started going to Mothers Who Know, I already was reading my scriptures almost regularly on a daily basis and praying, maybe not as long as what what they discuss in um, Sons of Helaman and, and things like that, but I'd already had the habit of prayer and scripture study. When my son was, when he first discovered my son's addiction, I was actually seminary teacher, so I studied a lot in the scriptures, so it wasn't anything new to me, but the thing that, actually the, the thing from Mothers Who Know that has really changed the way that I look at things and try to focus is the letter to God. And to be quite honest, at first, I didn't do it because I thought, this is kind of weird to write a letter to God. I didn't know how to address it. I don't want to say, dear God. I read a book once that was called, dear God, this is Anna. And I felt like it was like sort of strange. So I decided to write, dear Heavenly Father, and just try it. But it took me a little while. And so then I started doing that. And now if I miss a morning, of not doing it, which for me, it's always on the weekends when the, the husband's home and the kids are home and it gets messed up. And so I, when I miss a day, I really, really miss, miss that. Because even if I go on a rant or something, I usually will then all day, I'll think about what I wrote and I will start to recognize, well, that really wasn't what is really right you know so it will help me to like decipher through everything it's crazy how that works so that would be probably my number one thing and then I hopefully this isn't going too off topic but um, I did come in at a time where you will you did allow us to go to eternal warriors for a four weeks for free <laughs> and so I went to those and I absolutely loved those classes and those classes changed a lot of what I do because I think they gave you better, better ways to look at everything. Look at your child and look at the way you're doing things and how you are reaching out to Christ or how you're recognizing the hand of God in your life and things like that. And so those four weeks were their gold. And I, I mean, I would do it again if my schedule gets a little less crazy, but but that, that was wonderful. It really helped me a lot. So something that we promote a lot is when parents come, they want to know right away, what can I do to help my son? What can I do to help them? What can I do to help my child so that they, so that this happens as fast as possible and I'm doing my, my part in the very best way? What's my part 
and what can I do? And one of the things we promote is you coming to the support and the training that this company offers is the highest priority for parents when they are wanting to support their son in the best way. So when you describe eternal warriors, when you went to those classes, did it help you to manage how you were supporting your son better? By going to eternal warriors, I actually, I don't know, that might sound sort of confusing when I answer this question, but I, I felt like it shifted and I stopped thinking about him. And that sounds terrible. I think about him always, but I do recognize from the courses, you know, that in that course and also in Mothers Who Know, multiple times we're told that your son has agency. So I can love him and I can support him and cheer him on, but I cannot change him. So I felt like eternal warriors shifted my focus on what I need to do for me to make sure that I'm being a a disciple of Christ so that when he looks at me, he will see a disciple of Christ. Not so when he hears me, he's hearing me say I'm a disciple of Christ. (laughs) You know what I mean? (laughs) So that's where it shifted was that. And so it became more of what do I need to do for me and not, I need to do for him and I think it, it helped also to bring more peace in my life because then I am not looking at what's going wrong in my life because my child is choosing a different course but I'm looking at whether or not I'm choosing right in doing a course myself that makes sense yeah it does and you know that's exactly the purpose because I think people think well when we go there I'm going to, they're going to tell us, or I'm going to figure out how to make it so that he'll get better. And really it's how to manage yourself in the best way so that while he's figuring out how to get better with God's help, you're in a peaceful, strong, confident place instead of a doubting, fearful, crazy lady place. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's such a key to, because I know for me, when I started aligning myself with the principles that we teach in Eternal Warriors, it helped me so much to just cheer for my son like crazy and to believe more in Christ's power to save him. Because I could see it so much more personally in my own life because I had shifted my focus onto me and how I needed the atonement. Not just, oh, Lord, please, let's fix this kid with your atonement. No? So, yeah, it was so great. It helped me a lot. It really increased my testimony of the atonement for me and my son a lot. So there are lots of women, a lot of women, who are just finding out that this is going on at their house with their son or their daughter and just the plague and the poison of pornography affects covenant keeping homes all over the place. And it's such a hard thing to talk about such a hard thing to come out and figure out. But as a mother, is there anything that 
you would advise a mother who's just starting on this journey, just found out what's going on, and what would you tell her, if anything? I think that, for me, the thing that has helped me the very most is going to mothers who know and warrior mothers. I do recognize there are people who can't go because they're working in the day. And so, I mean, listening to recordings would be fine. But if they can't go, I do think they need to find at least one trusted person to talk to. Because I I feel, at least for me and, and for probably a lot of women, because we all like to talk and converse and to talk things out, that most of us need someone. This might be detracting from the thought, but um, a few weeks ago in Mothers Who Know, you had asked if we have questions, and a couple questions got asked, but then it got, those kind of got busy, and so I didn't get to ask my question, and my question was, what do you do in order to come out of isolation in your own ward and neighborhood? Because I've lived in a ward for over two years and I don't actually feel like I have any friends here. And I think part of it is because I'm still hiding out, you know, from the ward because of protecting my son. And so anyhow, I I wanted to answer that question because I wanted someone to tell me exactly what to do to go out and, and, you know, be able to be free of this. But I, I have learned over the last couple of weeks since that question couldn't be answered that um, maybe it's just not time because I do have to wait for my boy to be ready to to expose whatever he wants to expose. So in answer to your question, really, truly, it's just you need support. It never will help you to stay in darkness. It won't. You can't feel peace sitting in the darkness like that. You need to be able to speak and say what you feel. Even if you think it's not right to feel it, you have to be able to speak it and get it out so that then you can move forward and look towards Christ and the atonement and use his enabling power to help you to feel more peace as you go through. Anyway, okay, I want to say one thing. I know you didn't ask a question. That's okay. okay. So I, my, my boy isn't one who um, is ready, really. He's not going to graduate for a while unless a humongous miracle happens. And so I am a mother who I know that what I really have to do is to find peace in the struggle because it's not going to change for a while. And that doesn't mean I'm not hopeful. I am hopeful and I do believe Christ can change him. But I also am real. And if he doesn't want to change it, then I have to be ready to make it, to keep going through. So so I'll be one of those moms that will be talking a lot and trying to get support (laughs) that way. Well, you know, I'm glad you're not going anywhere. We need you. (laughs) Maybe it's your fault. I'm just kidding. (laughs) Uh, Well, you know what? What are some things that you use that help you to stay in a peaceful, powerful place? All right. So I already mentioned that I I do read the scriptures and say my prayers and I write my letter to God every morning. And so that's one of them. And then the other thing that I do is I use music 
as a source to help me to shift my mood. So when things happen, I use specific songs to get me to remember things. Like, for example, I, um, whenever I get into the spin where I'm upset and I'm thinking I'm about to lose my temper, then I will go to a, a song called The Fight Song. I'm sure you're aware of that song. And I will turn that one on and crank it up and listen to it. And I will move my hands around when she's fighting to get, <laughs> um, get the power. And because I think there's nothing wrong with getting yourself to where you know you have to fight for something because we are really truly in a fight. And so I get myself all in all ready and prepared for the fight. But then, then I move on to another song that reminds me of my little boy who was born 18 years ago and how he came from Heavenly Father down to the earth so that I could help him. And that's a song called Mom from Garth Brooks. I love that song. Yes, I love that song. And then I'll listen to that song. And sometimes if I still don't feel the love, then I'll like hit, I'll go backtrack and listen to it again <laughs> if I need to. And then after that, I listen to a song from Tim McGraw. He sings Humble and Kind because people who are in addictions, as most people will recognize, that they don't always treat you very nicely. And so sometimes it's hard for me to find love because I'm not being treated very kindly. And so that song reminds me that I need to always be humble and kind, no matter what, no matter what happens. So that's a good, a good song for me. I listen to that at least twice a day. And then um, there's a song that's called Tell Your Heart to Beat Again. And that song to me represents the day in which I discovered that my son had a pornography addiction and how I felt like my life was shattered that day. But it reminds me, because that song is by um, a guy by the name of Danny Gokey, and he's a, um, he's a Christian artist. And in, in songs, when you listen to a Christian song, if they use the word love, you replace the word God. And he talks about how God directed him in a certain pathway. And so it reminds me that even though that day happened, that God does direct me where I need to go. And then the last song that I listen to is from David Archuleta in My Little Prayer. Because I always want to make sure that I go from the fighting to Heavenly Father and Jesus Christ. And that I recognize that they have a plan and that I may not be able to control everything, but they have the plan. And so that's the course I take in, the, in my music every morning. And I do that every morning, except for Sundays, because I don't walk on the treadmill on Sunday. <laughs> that's what I do. That's beautiful. Yeah. Okay, I need your playlist. I'm really serious. Yeah, I'll send it to you. Oh, but I did want to tell you, okay, so one of the, when I talked about this song about being humble and kind, I don't know if it was in your class. I think you might have said it. I'm not sure. But but one morning I woke up and it was like the day after we had class and um, it just kept coming in my brain, coming in my brain, and I had to write it down. And so I typed it up and I put it on my on my mirror in my bathroom. 
and it said, Christ never withheld love from others because they didn't show him love. Did you say that? <laughs> you know what? I don't know. I was like, I think you did, but I don't know for sure. So I didn't want to like lie and say it was you. But I just feel like I get inspiration like that when I go to class. I may not even hear it right in the class, but then later on, I'm like, oh my goodness, remember that they said that. And that's so it's like going to seminary, <laughs> getting being inspired. No, it is. It's a place where the where you are around women who are on a journey that's their own, but it looks so much like yours, and their desires are exactly what yours are. Mm-hmm. And it just feels so incredible because I think Heavenly Father is so aware of our heartache and our and our hope and our faith. And he wants so badly for us to know, I can see you and I love you and I appreciate your effort and your patience and your, and your commitment to me and to your family. And so I think that he really does send his love and the Holy Ghost, the Spirit is there in abundance when we are meeting. It's amazing. It is just, yeah, it's like a seminary experience because we leave just filled and I've noticed we don't want to leave. Sometimes we're like, I know. I think we're like, I gotta go. Gotta do something. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's good. It's so, it's such a blessing. And I'm so glad, so glad that you're part of it and want to thank you for, for you and for being here. And before we leave and end our interview, is there anything else that you would want to say to another mother that has a child that's struggling and you mentioned earlier a scripture maybe you wanted to mention yeah so my probably my favorite scripture there's so many of them honestly i started putting them on my fridge or i'm on my uh, mirror and it's covered my husband's <laughs> thinking i'm crazy so i can get over the top sometimes but the one that i love actually is the scripture you use for mothers who know which i actually didn't even know you had scriptures to tell you honestly was i shared this scripture in mothers who know one day and then like two weeks later you were telling us all of like the, the motto and all this stuff and you said the scripture and you you named the scripture i'm like what i had no idea that was- <laughs> so i'm sorry i missed it somehow missed the memo anyway so my favorite scripture is second timothy 1 7 And it says, I put thee in remembrance that thou stir up the gift of God, which is in thee by putting, by the putting on of my hands. For God hath not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. And that one, that scripture, it stuck out to me because I think when you discover that your child is in a bad place, like pornography addiction, the first thing you do is you fear. And you think, oh, my goodness, we're never going to be able to get out of this. And, and it puts you into a tailspin and you do everything out of fear. And to be quite honest, I did things out of fear for a long time, a long time. And, and even maybe a month ago, I have less fear today than I did a month ago. Mm-hmm. But in the scripture, it says that God didn't give us that fear. It's Satan that's trying to tell us that we should be fearful. And if we have fear, then we're saying that we don't have all the faith we need to in the Savior and his, in his atonement. 
And so then I like to focus on that it says it has power and love. It gives you power and love and that you will have a sound mind. Because when you have a child in addiction, sometimes you don't think your mind is very sound. Because you're thinking, I don't know what I'm doing. You you don't. You don't know what you're doing. And so that's when you realize, oh, wait a minute. I have to turn this all over to to God and say, here's my boy. I'll love him and I'll support him. But here he is. And, And it didn't actually click to me until about three weeks ago. When, when I started saying my prayers, I would say, I love my son, and I'd say his name, but he is for you to take care of. I cannot do it. I don't know what to do. I will love him and support him and give him all of the things he needs. I'll put him in Sons of Helaman. I'll, I'll get a therapist for him. But he's really yours, and so could you please help him? And that's what I started to do. That's so beautiful. Wow. Thank you so much, Kathy. Thank you for being here and for your willingness to share your heart and your journey with us a little bit. Thank you.